hey man uh Ew. listen dude like the uh you know least insurable fucking circus uh we're, we're trapeze artists with no safety net we've run through people you usually know this like we we have like a couple in the tank always right in the chamber right but we don't have that we we ran through all of those man like this quarantine's uh bled us dry and now we're we're having to navigate without that buffer that we usually have yeah, we were on like a two, three week delay for a while where it's like we'd be releasing like an episode a month into uh, Corona. Like, you think this Corona thing's going to be a big deal? Like, it's like... Uh, well, I see. I was fine with that one. What I was not okay with was like two weeks into quarantine. We're like, I don't know, man. It seems like we got this. It seems like everything's going to be fine. And then just very quickly spiraling out of control. Uh, we are recording this. What, what's today? The fucking 13th or something? The 18th. And we 13th might be releasing this on like the... 15th or something so right but at least we're current within a couple days which i think is the big difference now now we can really comment and only be three days out of date rather than what watches talk talk about like no current events at all (laughs) (laughs) how you been man seriously because here's the other thing like uh like work has really gotten you and like i I was feeling under the weather uh we haven't talked in a couple days and, and i was telling you before we started like embarrassingly this is the longest I have not spoken to you yeah, since we became friends again, man. Dude, I think it's been like a straight a straight week or something like that. Um, something. And yeah, like uh, work has just been fucking crazy uh, for reasons I'm not going to like get into. But um, yeah, no, I've been kind of like exhausted, not really sleeping as well as I, I could be. So I've just been like sleeping this whole weekend, watching a lot of community and having like a whole lot of like stress about where I'm going to spend my money, which is such a first world's like problem, especially in this fucking economy. But we can get into that later. How, how have you been, man? You all right? Yeah, no, I'm good. I mean, so uh, Newsom opened up the fucking trails. <clears throat> so I've been getting on the trails and I've been taking every precaution. I got my like N95 masks and shit like that. But here's the thing. Who are we kidding? I've been reading the, the, the fucking the trades. All right. Mm. I, I, I don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows on this Rona. Like, this shit's going to get bad. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't want to be a pessimist about this. And I also don't want this to turn into super Rona cast, but like we're current, baby. Like now mm. we can really talk about these issues. <laughs> and it's really like... Just- on this moment oh god we're opening way too quickly and this is just gonna get really bad and i think it's funny that the people who are like oh we got our freedom like don't realize that they've actually signed a much longer like uh prison stay at this point you know oh god yeah i saw and i know there have been like a lot of versions of this but i i saw like a a big photo thing a side-by-side photo array of like you know like three pictures of like you know uh like like people protesting for like uh, civil rights or like a little girl holding a sign that says like flint michigan hasn't had clean water in six years and then like to the side of that is just these white protesters like i want a haircut i want to go to the gym why are you ruining my senior year of high school i mean it's a magical time the best years of your life max (laughs) and you never get them back they say Honestly, if I was a senior in high school right now, like it would suck. But at the same time, like I get to stay home and chill. I'd be all right. with. Do we have different senior years? I was like really acutely. uh, Let me let me say this, man, because I've told you on a previous episode. So like I started therapy on my birthday, on my 30th birthday. I'm like, you know what? I've had my time. It's time to to get a tune up. Even a Ferrari needs a tune up. You know what I'm saying? So let's 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 check under this hood. Uh, that was a mistake. No, no, it's a wonderful thing. It really is. Like, I think uh, I lucked out. I think that I got this incredible fucking, like, I mean, seriously, amazing therapist who specifically were where I am 
right yeah. now in my fucking like calm Chris like oh Eastern philosophy shit like uh, I don't want to put too much of information out there but like someone in her family is like a Buddhist so she's very familiar with kind of like a lot of Eastern philosophy uh, she beforehand was a dancer who toured uh, the US like with a very prominent Broadway show it's all I will say uh, so she's like an artist you know what I mean so she gets like the creative Lizzie thing Katz. it was not cats thank fucking god because I would have stopped the therapy right then and there and I'm like look I don't care the majesty of the stage one Broadway show <laughs> like, I'm not impressed by that uh but she's really she's she's like anyway the point is i i think she's fucking wonderful and she's really good at just being like all right cool you ranted for 45 seconds let me just jump in clinically and then mm. she'll like uh, uh, you know ascribe all this fucking meaning to shit and it's it's great so we were talking about just like childhood memories and like pivotal moment memories and stuff like that and i was talking about when i graduated high school and i'm not sure if i've already told this on the podcast i'm sorry but, uh, like, I woke up, and, like, my girlfriend at the time, Layla, had bought me Oh, the Places You'll Go, which, basic bitch present, but also very sweet, right? Like, I, we, we got we to gotta give her credit for credits, too. Great present uh, with qualifiers, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she got that to me, and I woke up, and I was just feeling like a piece of shit. So I, like, cried in the morning. I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm 18, and they think I'm going to go someplace, but, like, I got no direction at all, you know? Like, yeah. really scared of that. Uh, and then had to go graduation was at night. So I went at like five 30, you know, traffic's terrible. And I'm just like my anxiety, which I hadn't told anyone about. That's a whole other part of therapy. It's like my, my shame for feeling anything, which is like, I had to hide anxiety disorders and shit. Not from you. You knew when I was a kid, no one else knew. Uh, and, and, and so I remember I'm going to the fairgrounds and I'm like straight up panic attacking and, uh, I'm listening to Abbey road. And the one song on Abbey Road that I have always been like, we could skip this, right? <laughs> Is the thing that brought me Octopus's back. Garden? Dude, yes! Octopus's Garden! I'm, for the first time in my fucking life, I'm sitting here losing my shit. And Ringo's Dude. just like, hey, man. Like, Ringo look, knew, man. Look, there's all <laughs> this darkness knew. to the left, like emptiness to the right. But right here yeah. is a magical fucking place where there's somehow a garden <laughs> run by an octopus. And we're all invited, okay? So come along. And I was like, fuck, okay. We can all inexplicably <laughs> breathe underwater, hang out with Ringo Starr. <laughs> Don't analyze it, Christian. Just go with it. And go with it. I did, Max. I went with it. No, it really did. I like I I've always thought back to that because I have this specific memory with you when we were kids. Yeah. We, we had this debate for a summer because I'm a fucking moron who was like, uh, who's better, Pink Floyd or the Beatles? And I, I remember this. I remember you apparently went door to door knocking on neighbors' doors asking, who do you like better, Pink Floyd or the Beatles? And you came back to me and you're like, more people said Pink Floyd than the right. Beatles. What and I found out is that all those people were birders. They weren't like a good sample size. They were old hippies living in Florida. No, no. Uh, I died on that hill for a minute and only because my only exposure to the Beatles for the longest time was Yellow was, Submarine and shit where Ringo was singing. And I was like, I fucking hate Right. That. Basically all their underwater themed uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're nautical music. adventures. <laughs> they're supposed to be landlocked Beatles, but no, not them. They're always in the water, man. Uh, so, so that's, that was my beef for the longest time. And I'm, I'm sure we've told this story before a billion times, but, but I was like, you know what? Name me one song, play me one song that isn't all fucking rainbows. I didn't say that, but something to that, to that effect where I'm just like, play me one song. And you, by the way, like a fucking, like you had one fucking bullet in the chamber and you're like, I got it. <laughs> like you Robin hooded this shit. You threw on Eleanor Rigby and I'm just right. like, 
did you see it in real time? Did you see my heart sink in real time where I'm like, oh no, oh yeah. no. And like, there's that joke in Super Bad where he's like, it's like listening to the Beatles for the first time. And I, and I knew that joke because right. I remembered when I heard the Beatles for the first time. You know what I mean? Damn. Yeah. And then cut to a couple years later. And here you are fucking listening to Octopus's Garden, you know, right. calming your nerves when you're having this existential crisis about turning 18. Oh, right? God, which sounds so dumb now. But, but no, I mean, I, I get it. Like I, when I was saying like, oh, like, oh, I'd be fine with like chilling for my senior year. Like, to be honest, senior year was honestly like pretty great. Um, right. it was, it was a great time, you know, it was exciting. It was full of like, you know, all sorts of like mystery. Where's the future going to go? Like, where am I going to go? Like it, it's all this unmitigated, like uh, kinetic potential that's just been building up for years. And you're like, okay, now I'm like, I have the whole future. The future is mine. Oh, the places you'll go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, so, it's a fine gift. It's just like, come on. <laughs> like it was a little right. obvious, you know? <laughs> little on the nose but you know whatever like the message is still clear like what places will i go what places will any of us go that was right. the question we're asking ourselves we get to go up on that stage and, you know, no, no 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 but see that was my problem that book is not a question that book is a declaration it's like oh the places you'll go and that fucking little weird susian character goes places i'm like you're putting me up against this fucking animated oh, little so, so you were having like a, almost kind of a crisis <laughs> about like this dude there were so many so many layers of a bar. look at all these places now i gotta go to places just to keep up with this fucker right if it was oh the places you'll go sure Sure. Like a punctuation matters, man. <laughs> like you could go to Australia. You could go like, nowhere. I could. Like it right. wouldn't be as punchy of a book, but I guess it would have set the bar lower. Well, a lot of people wouldn't have been freaking out. But hey, man, look, look at you now that you've been to all over the world. I have, Killing man. Yeah. Mostly Europe and Puerto Rico, but still, that's more <laughs> places than I've been. I well, I'm I'm I want to go to India really bad. I think that's the next big big one. But 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 also like like Asia's close now. I mean, and when I say close, I mean so relatively. It's still super far. But I've been I, I know this isn't the same as going to India, but I've been hardcore listening to this album that Johnny Greenwood did with a bunch of Indian dudes, and it's it's my fucking jam, man. I think oh really? Where it's at. Is that yeah. the one he did? There was like a short film someone made yeah. with it. Right? Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson made a, a short film. It's called Junoon. Mm. and it's like it's just back-to-back bangers man it's fucking great um, no i love that i i recently because i think we talked about the uh videotape uh rhythmic mm-hmm. uh, rhythmic displacement or whatever which i was like oh my god like so i've been making i've just been listening to all the fucking radiohead to the chagrin of my wife i'm sure because i gotta tell you i've never had a girl in my life ever like i'm going back like five girlfriends and a wife who have mm-hmm. ever been okay with whatever Radiohead is. And I don't want to be a sexist asshole about it. It just seems <laughs> like women don't respond to Radiohead. With whatever it is. Um, you know, I'm sure they're out there, man. I haven't met them really either. <laughs> Weird. Right? Like, I, like I, I saw this in real time. It dawned on you. You're like, wait a minute. Maybe this is a lie. Maybe there just isn't any. Right. It's just for sad boys, you know? <laughs> And that we are. <laughs> that we are. We are. We are, we are two duck boys. Um, but fucking, yeah, damn, Radiohead is great, man. Johnny Greenwood, fucking genius for our times. Uh, prob. Oh, dude, can I tell you what I've been doing during quarantine? It's awesome. Sure. No, I made my mom start watching Breaking Bad. And yeah, I gotta tell you. How's she okay. liking it? 
Oh, well, I mean, I almost want to start a new segment called uh, My Mom Watches Breaking Bad. <laughs> I read you the text. <laughs> it's not the punchiest title, but it gets the point across. Yeah, well, you, you got to know. You got to know what's up. I mean, there's just, there's so many fucking things. Here's the thing. It's like, I'm really proud of my mom because she's noticing certain things and she doesn't know what it's called because she's not like some fucking 30 year old kid who grew up in the time of TV analysis. You know what I mean? Like, so, but she's still noticing things that makes me very, very happy. And, and, and I, and I'm like, in a way, dude, it's so weird because people talk about vicariously living through people, right. To re-experience something for the first time. It's like, I know what's going to happen, but Mm. we're getting to points in this story because now she, to tell you where we are, we just got to one minute in season three. Uh, which I've described many times as the scariest scene on TV ever. It's not, mm-hmm. no demons, no spooky ookies. It's just the scariest fucking thing. The, the first time I watched it, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I've been making her watch stuff, and in real time, she's got some great stuff, I gotta tell you. Um, let me, hold on. Let me, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Yeah, she's while also starting that. Well, okay. what do you got? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say one minute, like, just in the space of a minute, it feels like a fucking eternity, like that that tense action scene, if you even want to call it that. But fuck, what what great filmmaking on television. Just yeah, wanted so, to appreciate that. No, 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 it really is. And what I told her was, like, I'm telling her what episodes I kind of want to watch with her because I've been doing that. I've been, like, watching it with her for very specific ones. I watched, like, the season two finale. I, this season I said 6, 7, 12, and 13. Like, just tell me when you're at six so I can watch those with you back to back, okay? Mm-hmm. And six is Sunset, which is really good. It's got the RV situation and stuff like that and Big Joe and Hank and that <laughs> fake call to Marie and shit like that. And, like, right. so this is a really, really amazing episode. Um, but, like, I, I almost wish I could send you this because I would love for you to read either me or my mom's part. Like, that, <laughs> in the future, this might need to be the, the new segment where I, I send you what this is. Um, But my mom, Hank is so crazy. (laughs) No, no context, by the way. No preamble. (laughs) I'm like, so right and so wrong. So close and so far. And then Saul. Okay. Break for one second. My mom is obsessed with Saul. She loves Saul. And I'm like, this is great because I thought I was going to have to do some heavy lifting to get you to watch the prequel. And right. that's her favorite character, man. Oh, shit. She I'm says he's all, for her. She says he's all mobbed up. And I'm like, well, not really. <laughs> like, but that's the way she thinks of him as like some big shot. And I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen when she like sees him kind of be put in his place a lot through the last Constantly, couple seasons of that show. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this brings us to another thing, all right? So my mom is starting to realize that the titles mean something three seasons oh. in so she so there's a part where this episode's called sunset and then gus is cuando baje el sol when the sun sets and she sends that to me with ellipses because she fucking knows she's like oh my god that's the fucking name of the episode <laughs> something's going to happen <laughs> and i'm just like yup <laughs> this is all adorable by the it, way dude I, I i it really is and i'm doing a poor job of it because you just have to read it because it's so cute so then she says jesse is such a fucking idiot Oh my God, is Walter going to call Hank? This is when uh, Walter makes Saul call Hank for the fake call. And I'm just like, oh my God, Hank is such a good actor. Like, Jesus, that switched from obsessed to scared. And she's like, you said it. Also, Saul is the (laughs) bomb.com. Okay? That's not fake. I will show you this on the fucking camera. I I believe you. (laughs) The bomb.com. 
I mean, that is the greatest Just fucking thing ever. Just that one in. Like, you're talking about <laughs> Hank, but she really wants to talk about Saul. She finds a way to bring the conversation back to her first love, the real star of the show. Like, I would be surprised if my mom's like, you know, honestly, the show, uh, I just, I'm going to go start Better Call Saul because she would rather start from the beginning and then work our way towards it. Do you think with Better Call Saul, like, do you think she would get, like, uh, annoyed that he wasn't Saul Goodman until, like, season five or whatever? Five, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah and that's the thing it's just like but 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 the stories are i think the stories are so much better told in that mm. show that it's like yeah, i mean we, we've talked be. about this before and i still need to catch up and for reasons that i've i think i've explained to you like i, I just really want to like rewatch season four because it's been a minute um until i watch season five but yeah fucking prefer it to breaking bad it's more right. my speed you know for which, sure which apparently is very slow and very chill <laughs> article just hang out. It's like it's like a really weird hangout film. It's a voyeuristic hangout film, is what I describe yeah. it as. Um, all right. So then we start watching uh, uh, one minute. Right. Sorry, I had to remember the name of the fucking episode for a second. Uh, and before we start, I just want to say my mom hates the intro to Breaking Bad. She always skips it, and she tells me to skip it. Second down. Exactly. To which I, she's like, skip intro. I'm like, the fucking intro is eight seconds long, Mom, but sure, I'll skip. It took me longer to write this fucking message than it was for me to find the remote and press skip. Dude, like, I love that intro just for the fact that it's short. And, like, look, like, we, we are, like, kind of approaching this TV era now, not to hijack this, where, like, sure. all intros are getting shorter. And I, I'm kind of here for it, but I also, like, a part of me does miss the art of a good title sequence, too. So I'm oh, yeah. like, it's a mixed bag. I don't know. Like, HBO still has some good title sequences, but uh, I like H I like uh, Breaking Bad for, like, being one of the first to just be like, fuck titles. Like, we'll get this shit over with. <laughs> right. And then when you hear that full version, like, the whole thing. Oh, at the end of the show? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's nuts. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, well, well I, I, I do think that's weird, but and we'll take a second because we've just started this one minute yeah. thing. But no, because I think it's weird. Like, I just finally I pulled the trigger on buying all in the family because I should own that. There's some things I want to own. I really love physical media sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like if you would have told me it's got that's the most iconic fucking theme song ever. Cheers and friends. And like if you mm -hmm. like you just told someone eventually there wouldn't be time for an iconic theme song. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. fucking nuts to me. And you're right. We just got rid of it. We threw it by the wayside. Yeah. Like chum in open water. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to be poetic. All right. Anyway, here we go. Uh, Mom, that intro is 13 seconds long. Okay. Then it starts, and this is where uh, Hank beats up Jesse. And she's like, oh, shit. WTF, Hank. And I'm like, buckle up, Ma. <laughs> oh, boy. OMG. His boss is there, Home Alone face. Okay. I need you to understand the Home Alone face emoji. I'm like, yeah, but look, Hank's a good dude. Like, he knew immediately he fucked up, Mom, and he called it in, and he's at war with himself. You know, there's so much conflict. <laughs> My mom. Talking I, yeah, I love Saul. He is such a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, like, fuck, fuck whatever you were saying. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm glad you responded to Saul so much. It means I won't have to convince you to watch this show, but maybe spread the love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely watching his show. <laughs> I'm like, all right. How how is uh how is Walt playing to her? 
Oh my God, we're going to get to that because okay. we had a fucking fight for a second okay. that my mom sent me crying puppy eyes. Yeah, because <laughs> well, I could see like first time watching it, you want to root for Walt. That's your protagonist. And then you right. see what happens. Right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that though. Um, so she says, I'm definitely watching a show and I'm like, oh, I really love that scene. Uh, this is the elevator scene uh, because it shows everything about that relationship and who Hank is as a man, right? He can, can, he can cry in front of his wife. He can be vulnerable and be small, but when the doors open again, he has to compose himself. It's all a front. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know crying five seconds later, put himself together. That, that guy talks too much. He's going to be dead in two seconds. Okay. So we took a turn. Sorry, because this is the part where the brothers go get the vests from the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, he's talking too much. Does he not know he's going to die? I'm like, probably not mom. But this is where I got impressed. She's like, did you notice everything with Maria's purple? And I'm like, oh yeah, no, there's a lot of color theory for every character. You're starting to watch TV with an analytical eye. That's amazing. She's like, you are rubbing off on me. And then didn't say off. She said, you are rubbing on me, which sounds fucking <laughs> horrific to, to read. And I'm like, yeah, Hank is usually orange. Walt started green and little by little shifted to darker colors. Jesse is yellow and red. Uh, and then it's I sent her, I'm just not the man I thought I was, Marie. And I put a little heartbreak emoji because I was a little stoned that I really felt that line. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, Hank's a good dude. Uh, and then she's like, I just hate Jesse never appreciates when Walt saves his ass. And I'm like, I mean, can you blame him? He's not wrong. He is wrong. Walt didn't make him do heroin. Walt has always been clean. (laughs) And he got his house removed and paid off for 400K. What has he possibly (laughs) lost? (laughs) So, by the way. Finance. Right. I love. But can I just tell you that the buy-in here, my mom is so bought into the show now that she is going to bat. Like, she had three fucking reasons. Like, you can't come at me with one or two reasons. You have three. That's a solid. like, passively watching it. She's, like, actually into it, which is great, man. It's great that she's arguing with you about it. Oh, it's awesome. And I can't wait for, I mean, I hate to say this. This sounds cruel, but I can't wait for (laughs) her fucking heart to be broken by the show. I keep telling her. I was like, Mom, if you think this is the story about a good dude, like... It's not. <laughs> you have to understand. Good dad who's making some meth. <laughs> uh, so, so what has he possibly lost? I'm like, I don't know. His friend Combo was shot because Walter wanted to expand the business. His girlfriend died because Walter didn't save her. <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, yes, but Jesse didn't know that. I'm like, but you do! With all exclamation <laughs> points. And she sends me a cry emoji. Oh. <laughs> okay so here we go this is the ad i promise so then she's like uh, hank gets suspended give me your badge give me your gun right he goes to the parking lot yeah. he, and, and, and he's like okay now i feel a little sorry for hank and i'm like now <laughs> question mark <laughs> and then it gets to the part where the phone call happens and I, and I just send her very ominously they're coming and then she's like oh my god the brothers are coming holy shit and i'm like oh, by the way i've described this as the scariest scene on tv before <laughs> And she's like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fuck. Fuck. I got to pause. Oh, my God. Fuck. This is all real. This is all here, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and then it just kind of like this fucking show. They cut to black and the horns are still blaring. That's fucking goosebumps. And then she's like, break in all caps. Okay. Then I'm like, are you feeling okay? No, I'm fucking hyperventilating. Why am I watching this show? You're a bad son. That is oh, where the conversation ended. <laughs> so anyway, my mom's really responded to Breaking Bad's the point. Right. It would be terrible and hilarious if this actually like ruptured your relationship with her again. 
<laughs> you're a bad son stops talking to you for like a year i believe it yeah no i mean it, i feel like lesser things have done it i i, I just want to tell you it's amazing because like my mom's a, i don't want to put her age out there necessarily she's she's not 60 but she's she's in her late 50s you know what i'm saying yeah. like well, we're, and, we're getting to that age man we're 30 now like so it's uh right yeah, old parents now Right. Yeah, well, they're not. Well, my old, mom old. is killing it. Is what oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom uh, is too, but they're, they're getting. For sure. They're definitely like, I got to don't go outside, Rona. You know what I mean? They're, they've hit that age, which is a problem. Uh, but, but, you know, just again, like the idea that like my mom is, you know, like on her fifth decade here and she's Spanish and like, you know, my mom, just like think about her watching this show. Like I'm not doing it justice. That's right. the fucking problem. Like it's, it, it's the most incredible experience, especially because there are times she calls me. And that yeah. shit I can't break down. Like the, the gold gets lost the minute the phone is gone. You know what I mean? So, so I know this isn't like an equivalent in any way, but still like I'm equally like proud of my mom because I, I forced her to watch The Wire. Like, cause like we would watch shows together or whatever when I was still living back home. Right. Um, and now like she's just rewatching The Wire right now. She's in season five just on her own. And I'm like so proud. And she'll randomly like send me like, little messages about like oh stringer bell i forgot about this part and shit like that and it's like damn i'm so like fucking proud of you that you know who stringer bell is right that you could just like your mom could listen to like any hip-hop from baltimore in that era because they were dropping stringer bell references left and right (laughs) she would know she'd be like i know who fucking stringer bell is okay guys calm the fuck down like i don't like a lot of rap but this song though (laughs) probably say something like that um but no like i'm really fucking proud of her you know like little little uh, leisha in florida yeah. No, dude. Wife. I mean, seriously, these these Florida ladies, which should be a yeah. sitcom. My mom and your mom <laughs> hang out. Florida ladies. Uh, like it, it really is. Like I don't know. It's just exciting. It's exciting because I, I I got through this threshold with my with my relationship with her, which yeah. was when I was younger. Uh, like I wouldn't share things that I liked. Or like I wouldn't share yeah. music that I liked because I was like she doesn't like it. Why would I do that? Right. And what I realized is like, well, I'm just shortchanging both of us in that relationship. Because then my mom at least knows what I like. She knows who I am. She can choose to have a relationship with it or not. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's just been a lot of me recommending like, oh, you should watch this TV show or you should read this book. You should mm-hmm. listen to this song and not feeling like you like it or don't. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? I'm kind of in the same spot because like for a while I would recommend everything. And like I kind of quickly learned you know what my mom does and doesn't like and i know she's not going to respond to twin peaks the return you know but she will respond to something like the wire or like the sopranos or something like that right you know like she can get with like some dark like like she watched fight club and loved it oh really it's like holy shit i would never have recommended this to you when i was okay well well that's an interesting thing because the breaking bad aside what i keep telling her is like this show gets really dark mom yeah. And I don't think it's really registered with her. Like, I think when a child shot combo, that was dark. Sure. Okay. When Jane right. dies and Walt does nothing. Well, sure. That's dark. That, right. that fucking parking lot scene. And I'm still just like, no, 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 no. The depths, the furthest depths still yet to fall. Okay. Right. Like, and so that's where I'm kind of coming up at it where I'm like, I'm really glad she's watching this. And I'm, and, and I'm living vicariously through her. I am worried though, that like, there will be Once- some, turning points the children start dying like yeah the- dude like that's i feel like there's gonna be some turning points because i was telling her that like like i love the sopranos and i love the wire and both of those are superior shows to breaking bad breaking mm-hmm. bad's advantage is that it's inherently designed to be like holy shit it's a very a tight 
yeah. focused version. Yeah, like every episode, it follows the next thing. Every episode feels like a dire immediate consequence. Like it is a sexier watch. I know we joke about that because there's nothing sexy about that show, but it's yeah. like, you know, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, Breaking Bad just goes darker than a lot of shows in terms of the shock value. Like the wire is obviously way fucking darker when you think about it. Like, Oh, we're just killing homeless people and no one really gives a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like even a fictionalized version of a serial killer killing homeless people. No one gives a shit. Yeah. We're right. failing inner fucking city children in school districts and whatnot. And the teachers who teach there, whatever, like obviously that's way darker existentially, but it's never as dark in the moment as like breaking Bad gets. Sure. And I'm worried about her. I think I'm going to break her. Yeah, I mean, The Wire asks you to carry, care about, like, 60-plus characters, whereas Breaking Bad asks you to care, care about, like, 10, maybe, at a given time. All right. Maybe. Usually five. <laughs> it's not Usually. that bad. <laughs> that's, that's the cut. They got, they got five. No, no, I mean, I, I still just think that's an amazing thing, because, I mean, I'm like you. It's not about not sharing everything. Like, if my mom asked me about Twin Peaks, I'll answer her honestly. Like, I loved it. Will you love it? Probably not. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, because you, your mom had watched Twin Peaks like when it aired. I remember that, right? Like, mm-hmm. didn't she? She watched like because everyone did. It was a fucking yeah. pop culture phenomenon. She watched like that first season, and then like most people fell off of it when it got kind of weird and meandering. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I guess like the nation, it's really weird to me historically. Twin Peaks just turned into TV podcast, but like, nah, we'll, we'll swerve. <laughs> Twin Peaks just like sort of like aired for seven episodes and everybody loved them. And then like two episodes into the second season, everybody's interest just immediately plummeted. That's and it's crazy. like only nine, like, and now we have like entire series that will air for, you know, like better call Saul, like takes, like we said, five fucking seasons to get to him being better call Saul. Yeah. It's just interesting to me that like back then, like people just, stop stop giving a shit I think that just says something about the fact that there's so many places to make a tv i said it the way i said it and i stand by it uh you can make a tv anywhere now you know and so like people have more patience i mean i don't i don't know like what kind of rating success better call Saul is but it does seem like a show that would be canceled in any other circumstance if it didn't tie into breaking bad or vince gilligan didn't give amc the fucking highest rated show ever you know what i'm saying like other right. than Walking Dead. Er, earns them a lot of goodwill. I mean, AMC doesn't have a lot going on other than Walking Dead right now, right? Well, they just picked up fucking the vampire stuff, man. They picked up uh, Lestat and oh, Rice. And Rice? Which, which I asked Dolores about, and I'm just like, look, I don't want to be an asshole. All I know about Anne, right, like in terms of pop culture things, if I thought if she would be really great, it would have like made a bigger impact because we had an interview with the vampire, which sure. But then they tried to do like Queen of the Damned, which didn't really with take a, off. With Aaliyah, or, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I, which they finished in post because she died, I yeah. think, while they shot it or something. And I have seen that film. It's it bad? Not, it's not good. No. Uh, I'm sorry. Not good at yeah. all. Yeah. I well, but that's what I'm saying. It's like I figured, like, if she was great, she would have had more of a moment her day in the sun. Uh, but you know, yeah. like, it might be good. It's vampires. That's kind of cool. I'm I'm kind of at the point now where I think that like over a long enough timeline, anything can be good. Almost just about anything. Like people say that my my Little Pony, which I will never watch, is compelling <laughs> and really good. Like, uh, okay, give me like a Barney Fife character that you like a bad <laughs> fucking dude, bad, just a horrific character that should not exist in cinema that we will reboot. Give me a Jar Jar Binks level character <laughs> for us well, to reboot. Because <laughs> like people have made Jar Jar Binks like fucking compelling. Like, like what? Well, how did Barney Fife even talk? What did that guy do? 
Oh, yes. Is that dude? <laughs> like maybe he, he retires early, <laughs> goes on vacation, and runs afoul of some moita. And not just any murder, like straight up serial killers, hardcore. And he's just like, Oi, oi, I'm just trying to be on vacation. Or however he talks. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like if we can't nail the voice, we shouldn't go down that road. <laughs> but, you know, you have like the Andy Griffith. He, he's the Andy Griffith guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Don, yeah. Don Knotts. Yeah. Yeah. Don Knotts. And just the, the little whistling soundtrack, but it's like spooky because serial killers, you know, it becomes like know. the chilling adventures of Barney Fife. <laughs> he's got like a knapsack over his shoulder and he's just going to Hawaii for vacation. <laughs> By, by the way, that was like a legitimate way to sequelize things for a minute. You would just put them in some type of tropical paradise. Like the long, gestating Beetlejuice 2, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, uh, is not a rumor. Like that script exists. It's on the internet. You can read it. It's fucking nuts. And I really wish Tim Burton would have made it. Because he's not making good movies anyway. So at least make fucking weird bad movies, you know? Right. At least something that we can all get behind and agree that shouldn't have been made, but it exists. Like, I, I, at least if there's that factor of like, this should not exist, but it does, it automatically ups the good level by like 60% for me. Yeah, I mean, what's a recent example of something that just like hit and you were like, what the fuck, you know? Like, like, I mean, because like, there are things like, all right, so Trolls makes a lot of money, and you're like, well, it's a kids' film. There's a lot, of, a lot of those fucking things running around, right? Yeah. So, you I figure like, go to example would be Fury Road, probably. Like, none of us expected that to be good, bro. Right? And then that read, ended up being like one of the best movies ever. Did you read that New York Times piece on it? I read uh, segments of it. I didn't read the whole thing, but just about like how like nobody got along and everybody like hated each other and it was a miserable shoot. It, 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 the fact that that movie is what it is, is fucking phenomenal. One, yeah. anyone who knows anything about making films knows that action is like just terrible because it's not like it's inherently designed to be quick cuts and put together in the editing room. So while it may look awesome and your senses are like, whoa, mm -hmm. it can't be a fun thing to film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so that's like what it largely was. The movie comprises of that. And they, they even stopped production before they filmed any of the Citadel scenes. Like they got shut yeah. down and they had to do post-production. And then like there was like a, a, a producer changeover, right? And they got to uh, yeah. have the month they needed to shoot the Citadel stuff. Which ties the entire thing together. Like, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, that movie seemed like it was in this precarious, on the fucking edge of the abyss the entire time, and somehow became, I think, one of the most celebrated movies. Like, that's incredible, man. And, and also George Miller, which we, you know, we talked about Babe for fuck's sake. Like, you know, we're we're obviously fans, but like that that movie is not directed by a 72 year old dude. <laughs> like no. it, you feel like he had someone in there helping him, and no, he didn't have anyone helping him. He's just that good. Right. Yeah. I mean, like somebody put it in one of the initial reviews, like this is the product of somebody having a movie living in their head for decades that they were never able to commit to film finally right. getting it committed to film. And it really does like make it special. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I think it's still because like the initial hype has worn down. We're five years removed from it. And I think it's still like one of the best action films ever made. Like probably maybe my favorite of the decade. And that's saying something. It's up there. I don't right. know. Like it's fucking great. Good yeah. on you, G. Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about that, but then I read this story that reminded me of Fury Road. I live one exit away from the Colorado Street on the five here in LA. And mm. there was this guy 
who apparently was screaming Fury Road or some shit. I don't know. Nice. He ran into some dude oh. going 90 miles per hour without wearing a seatbelt. This is a horrific story, so I'm sorry oh. I'm about to laugh at it. Uh, and then, so wait, uh, guys, this guy's driving, and he's screaming Fury Road. Fury Road, Fury Road, Fury Road. And then okay. he hits the back of a car going like 95 miles per hour, no seatbelt. He is ejected and cut in half and then lands on the Colorado street sign. His torso is just like fucking doing one of these. And it's horrible. It's like, I'm, yeah, you're laughing. Yeah. Laugh, well, I'm, I'm picturing this like with cartoon sound effects, like the Egyptian <laughs> boing, you know, and just. Okay. So I'm a bad person for telling this story, but you're a bad person for fucking making like animating it. Like what is wrong with you, man? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> It was like a Metalocalypse thing come to life, though, for real. It it really is. It's like a Metalocalypse episode, like the end of of Metalocalypse. Did uh, did he, um, was the other person... Did he live? (laughs) (laughs) Was the other person okay? Uh, Yeah, everyone was good, except the main guy. Okay, well, then it's okay to laugh at it. Like, he was screaming Fury Road. He wasn't wearing a (laughs) seatbelt. Like, I mean, you know... You got right. Rona running rampant. No, the they, 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 dying. They, like, what do you want? They tell you not to take delight in death, but like, fuck, if you can't, then the terrorists win. You know what I mean? And I'm still yeah. repping 9-11. Never forget that shit. Laugh at other people's deaths. Dude, speaking of whales, by the way, I've been doing some whale research recently, Whoa. by which I mean I watched a couple of YouTube videos on them because they showed up in my recommended for no reason. Very quickly, did anyone say did anyone say the word whales? Did I say whales? I said whales. Oh, okay. I'm just a bad listener. Proceed. Uh <laughs> <laughs> glad we've established that the court can now proceed uh yeah no i i just watched this video it was like really spooky because i have a, a little bit of what they call uh, thalassophobia i don't have a lot of phobias but like just the idea of like uh something under the surface of the water that you can't see oh yeah um or just being in water surrounded by big you know fish and shit yeah. um and i watched this video of like this these divers uh, surrounded by sperm whales which is such a rare thing in general. And they were talking about how sperm whales are so loud that they can literally like, they'll be clicking and communicating with each other and you, and it'll like vibrate your entire body. Your body will start heating up. Your organs will cook inside of your body after a long enough time period because the sound waves are so violent. And like, apparently they can like communicate like, hundreds and hundreds of miles away and they think that their speech is maybe more complicated than ours shit was like blowing my mind but it's just a video of like three sperm whales surrounding a couple of divers just clicking here's the thing i i you know we all look at these whales as like oh they're giant mammals and they're majestic and i'm like no i mean they're salty like they could have been us i mean they're salty literally sorry i didn't want to make that low-hanging fruit but you you seem to have reached for it so i wanted to beat you to the punch but 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 like they're salty because they could have been us like we all come from the source they could have been the predominant species on the earth and they fucked it up so now they just roll around with their superior fucking language and their goddamn sonar <laughs> skills, and they, they have to take that as a oh, consolation. They're the so USSR they're, they're to our America, Max. They're fucking cowards. Continue. I'm sorry. So, so in, in this, in this like, like they're just bitter. They're bitter mammals. Yeah. We're just looking at us, these, these, little, these little shits. Puny pieces water. of shit, they think. These little turds floating in the water, <laughs> bobbing up and down. And they're like, this guy, this fucking guy gets to walk <laughs> around building skyscrapers and shit. And I got to be stuck in this fucking giant tub. I'm a fucking whale. My brain is bigger than your whole house. I, but, you know, your, your critical thinking didn't get you 
out of the water, Bruce. You got to get out of the water, Bruce. I don't have opposable thumbs. I got fins. But don't you what, think? What am I supposed to build with these shits? But you're a mammal. You can breathe on the water. You can just get out there. Evolution. You'll get them thumbs. Oh. So you got a stew going, just, baby. Wait, like, what are you, you doing? You're, staying, you're saying I got to, like, climb up on land? Start you, living up on, uh, you know, just see what happens? Take my chances? I think you have to. And here's the thing. I'll tell mm. you a tale. Mm. I'll tell you a fucking tale. Mm. The, 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 the whale songs will, will fucking reach <laughs> every part of the open ocean with your name, Bruce. You were the first. Yo, I got a question. Yeah. I got a question. This is more for me than for you, but why do we both have a Brooklyn accent? This is I mean, weird. We're in the East River, you know? Like what oh, shit. Yeah, I am like, an East River whale. Yeah. <laughs> the mother fabled <laughs> East River whales. <laughs> Which, as we all know, all animals in proximity to a location absorb that accent. I mean, that's just, that's science. That's evolution. That's how it works. Like, yeah. Daddy. That's Darwin. And Newton. And uh, Schroeder. All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know, whales, man. Let's hope they never do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. The problem is they're so angry at us, but they're too busy. Like, what, what was that? Flopping over formality? Like, talking about fucking geography? I'm just, can you imagine the terror of a, a bunch of sperm whales climbing out of the ocean and standing up on their fins upright and just, like, the size of, like, three-story buildings just marching on the streets, you know? Just that's <laughs> fucking yeah. horrific. Like, the imagery know. of that. Like I remember Dude. being a kid and watching that Animal Farm cartoon, and the first time the pigs mm. do it, you're like, "Oh my god, that's not right." It's you know the, what I mean? It's super creepy. Yeah, walking upright and shit. Yeah, yeah it's horrific. Man. Now apply that to whales and dorsal fins, and like shit gets real, man. Like that's I've been, a. I've been watching a lot of documentaries on animals recently, and by documentaries, I mean ten minute uh, segments on YouTube. And I mm. did watch one about this uh, chimp tribe that they Whoa. found that was the most violent chimp tribe uh, ever found and also one of the largest which is such an indictment on like consciousness <laughs> in general um but like, yeah of course they, you're the biggest of course you're the populist you fucking take what's yours by force they were just talking about how much they learned from this chimp tribe where like they they would like uh hunt for sport like they were like at first we thought that chimps would just hunt for scarcity of food or whatever but these dudes were just doing it like they like show a shot of like a pile of fruits and shit that they've right. got stockpiled because they have like a chimp grocery store or whatever and then nope. they show them just jumping up into the trees and finding smaller monkeys and it's the most metal thing i've ever seen dude they like each surround this little monkey thrash him down to the ground and start literally ripping his limbs off while he's still alive and eating them. And I was That's... like, Oh my God. They were just talking about the expansion of chimp territory and shit. <laughs> They've got like a chimp country. Like they're just showing the map, like just expanding blood red this like chimp tribe <laughs> like the fucking nazi uh, war films of the thorn. You're like, well they it's took over in Poland. Dude. <laughs> it was like chimps gotta go. They really are a threat. I mean, like we talk, we talk about this all the time because it's a fear of mine. Like, because yeah. we're fucking with shit. We got nukes. We're playing God. We're messing with eugenics. Like, it's only a matter of time, man. Like, speculative fiction is speculative because they're speculating on the all the ways we can fucking fuck ourselves up. So mm. I'm sitting here being like, eventually we'll have a threat. I right. really do. Like, we'll fuck with something, and the one that makes the most sense will be the one that's closest to us, right? And, like, they just mm -hmm. figure that shit out. And then, then they come for us. I mean, it wouldn't take that much. Because here's the thing. If there was, 
if we could all like we are the big bads man yeah you know like i hate to take this to a racial place but we as a species <laughs> are the white people of the animal kingdom <laughs> like like if we all agreed if the blacks and the fucking browns and the fucking everyone else all agreed that we right. that our throats are being stepped on by these one fuckers and we got together we could overthrow them in a second this is this is fucking marks okay and all we need is this monkey marks to come out of the woodwork and to convince the whales to come up <laughs> to, to stand upright to get giraffes uh, running out of the sahara you using them long necks to terrorize right. people and then they could win they could fucking win war of the worlds too is just Man, if us they, if there was ever a time for them to start doing that it would be right now too can you imagine by the way no no just like the, the reports start rolling around across the country because it seems like isolated incidents until yeah. like literally like the giraffes are going around fucking brooklyn and just like beating people <laughs> up in fire escapes they're like pulling people out of like fourth story <laughs> windows and shit they're I like that you're talking. Human. Well, this monkey sounds like the dinosaurs at Jurassic Park because that was the that was the bridge too far. Where it's like he's just hunting them for sport. <laughs> like he's an animal. Like of <laughs> course, <laughs> the fucking Irex or whatever. Oh, those movies are dumb. Well, I mean, those eight movies aren't, <laughs> and they're seeming more and more real every day, man. I gotta Seriously, tell you. Seriously, man, we get we get monkey marks in the mix. That's way too much alliteration for me. That they've won already, it's over. I like the idea that he literally is just monkey marks. He's like, look, it's not a, it's not an indictment. Just, he, on capitalism. He just wrote a treatise. He's yeah. like, look, I'm, I'm just a free thinking monkey. All right, I'm not <laughs> trying to indict anything. I'm just like speculating here. What if? Right. He we goes. got the giraffes and all the animals together and invaded <laughs> Manhattan. What if? Like, I don't know. Right. He goes 70 years into the future and he sees that Monkey Marx's rhetoric, his own rhetoric, has been taken to like the, yeah. the, the USSR vacation of the monkey world. And he's like, I didn't want this. Like, I'm forever linked <laughs> to this shit. Like, I'm just trying to propose a race war against the one human race. I'm just trying to propose a race war. <laughs> Well, again, Monkey Marks, like Jesus, comes back as a lion, not a lamb. You know what I mean? Like, he wrote a treatise, he comes back, right. and now he's starting a fucking race war. <laughs> as one does, Max. I mean, in similar circumstances. I mean, it's all he ever wanted was just to fucking exterminate another race. Like, what are we talking about here? Right. Well, and, and, his, and his whole thing to it, by the way, is just like, what, humans are the only ones that get to do that? Like, that's the problem yeah, is no, that you're... He, Monkey Marks is right, man. I'm with him 100%. But I'm also a person, which complicates it. <laughs> no, so we're those characters in the movie. We're like the conflict because you're just like, look, we, you're right. But there's got to be a better way, Monkey Marks. So, Monkey so Marks. we're any of like the human protagonists in the apes yeah, movie? Yeah, we're like the, 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 the two look, people they we, kept alive. <laughs> we get it. We got to protect these monkeys. And the monkeys are like loading up assault rifles and getting on horseback and shit. And it's like, maybe take a step back. Find a hole to die in because this is about to get real shitty. Well, because the, what's the best case scenario in that world? It's like you survive the monkey world. You're now the other. Like the monkey will become the human. <laughs> like, right. And they're going to do unspeakable things to you, you know? Right. Like, like at best you get protected by that one monkey. And that monkey's going to die because monkey politics aren't forever. That's right. not a monkey monarchy. Right. There's right? a bunch of Caesars out there. <laughs> and even yeah. more Brutuses, man, in the monkey world. Well, who is, who is the the rival monkey in that second one, Dot Poda? Koba? Uh, uh, Koba. Yeah. Oh. So there's a Koba. So there's a Koba. There's a Koba in the mix. And in Chimp World, there is always a Koba in the mix, is what I'm learning from these Chimp documentaries. 
Uh, you're fucked. Don't side with the monkeys. Hide somewhere. That's I like that. I thought, do you, because oh, there's sometimes where you see like design and shit, which is really, really pretty. And, 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 and don't mistake it for intelligent design. But mm-hmm. it's, it's like a, my point is like, you'll see, uh, what's that one moth that kind of looks like a skull or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Like they use the facades of the lamps. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So yeah. it's like that. Like, like, oh, wow, that's incredible. Or like you see like butterflies or frogs that have like a, a specific pattern. You're like, holy shit, that's design. You know what I mean? Right. And so I was saying like, isn't it fucking interesting that we have the duality, the fall from the kingdom, like the Lucifer God story? Because think about it. I mean, that's what Koba Caesar is, right? Like Caesar mm-hmm. is the righteous path. Koba wants the same thing. He wants to go about it differently. Like yeah. Luc- he wants autonomy. He doesn't want to be ruled. Like Lucifer is the same dude. I mean, Milton kind of it's the MLK and uh, Malcolm X, uh, right. sort of. You know, so like, we uh, so we Magno saw that and Professor X. Uh, but we which, see that in real world. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's you yeah. can see it in art and be like, oh, that's obviously inspiration, right? But then when you see it in the real world, like when you saw an actual Martin Luther King and an actual Malcolm X come at this problem, like that's when it gets really interesting. Because I'm not a religious person at all, but I think it's so fascinating that in our in our stories right we we inherently have that fall from grace but then unconsciously in our narratives in our lives we yeah. still follow those that's really interesting man that is interesting i don't know like i i i do have a, a weird errant thought that's not as much of a response to what you just said in that's fine story. we're ranting today uh, but uh fucking um isn't it weird to you that like the Professor X and Magneto situation, like Professor X should be Malcolm X, right? Like that's a low hanging fruit, <laughs> but it's really Magneto that's Malcolm X. Right. And Professor X is MLK. It just kind of fucks with me a little bit. I mean, I, I guess they're like, is this too on the nose, Stan? I just flipped the names. All right, nailed it. <laughs> no one will ever know. And that's why Jack Kirby got fucking written out of that goddamn X Men money, man. That's uh, all. So. <laughs> Kirby was not for it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to exercise that one demon. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is interesting that, that we've seen that dynamic play out, that that's such a like a potent uh, thing. And right. uh, just dualism in general is like something that our brains inherently, like from birth almost, understand. It's like baked in there. Well, dude, our brains are this fucking thing. I mean, so the therapy thing is great because she's giving me context about like your, your brain is a pyramid. It works bottom uh, oh, up. Right, like we have the reptilian plane, the amygdala, and I'm forgetting the other one. And I'm sorry, so reptilian just like basic needs, like uh, you know, I need to sleep and yeah, like fight or flight. Basically, like it's it's all yeah. the things that are 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 they're baked into you as an animal. Like, and she's very. And this is why I like her because she's coming at it from the same place I am, which is like we're fucking apes, bro. Like we have these we have these pulleys and these levers that that make us feel shame and like make us act a certain way. And we can see yeah, that like, over a long yeah. of time, you know what i mean so it's like i looked at it from that she agrees with that uh and so she's talking about like so what happens is you have the logical brain and she's already kind of described me and she's like you, you're a very logical person you don't seem to get ruled by emotion which is interesting mm. which is true like for the most part i am very like well it doesn't make sense to get upset about something because of this this and this i don't like allow i'm like a computer or something <laughs> i don't allow for like emotion to come in um but uh so wait hold on monkeys right is this how we got here i'm already lost <laughs> Oh no! That's so the reptilian, the, the, it's a pyramid. Brain, brain yeah. Pyramid. So the reptilian pl- uh, brain thing is just like okay. So what happens is when you get really freaked out about something, when you perceive something as as dangerous, whether you know unconsciously or that it's danger or consciously that it's dangerous or not, your 
that's what happens immediately. You go down to this place, you go to the base, which is just like, okay, I'm yeah. scared. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm something. I'm not angry. Angry is a secondary emotion, right? So it's like, you have to figure that shit out. And then what you need to do is like, then start climbing the ladder because mm-hmm. the, the further you're away from whatever the thing that triggered you, you climb yeah. the ladder, your logic returns, you're able to, to think more rationally about it. And it's like the hardest fucking thing to do, you know, is to, mm-hmm. is to really nail that. And beyond like just learning about the brain, it's like, she was telling me about uh, the chemicals that live in your brain and shit like that she was bringing up the dmt chemical that everyone talks about like joe rogan loves his dmt Um, yeah that's all i really know about it which is a bad i think it's bad because it's a disservice i'm sure to the thing everything i've heard about it and read about seems really interesting Um, yeah well i know you're getting you're on that like kind of midnight gospel sort of uh that kick right now right we're like yeah yeah i just finished ram Das's be here now and it's really great but nice yeah, I'll give you a full book report next week. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, no, I, it's just like, so that idea of, you know, unlocking these things, because they say meditation is very similar. There are different types of meditation. You can have all these experiences. And in that book, it was really great where Ram Das is giving like LSD to fucking Maharajis who have never done LSD. And mm-hmm. the one comment was like, hey, it's good. Meditation's better. And I was like, damn damn like put on some thug fucking glasses and like play trays ain't nothing but a g thing and you're about to get shot i thought it was amazing dude and 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 so like i'm really interested in that because i do believe that that's the thing and like and and even when i did headspace for like a month having that minute of just like oh shit i'm still and i'm breathing and i'm i'm conscious of uh you know like my thoughts and then how they're perceiving and shit like that like you do feel better right mindfulness has gone so mainstream that now i'm seeing because i guess at some point i i've searched for it enough that google is like oh you want to see articles about this on your phone all the time um and uh i i now i'm seeing articles like maybe mindfulness isn't so great for some people or maybe there are negative effects to mindfulness too and it's like jesus christ like can we just have one thing (laughs) where it's not contentious no see yeah because i disagree with that i think whatever the angle on that is is like it's never a bad thing to spend time with yourself like sure you can realize some shit maybe you don't like about yourself i don't know but like the Mm -hmm. idea is to sit in a room and shut the fuck up and really just be just hear your breath and stuff like that so the dmt thing is really interesting to me because what i've heard about it and i don't mean to out our younger selves because we're certainly law-abiding people who have never indulged in any kind of drugs now but when i was a kid i mean we i think we we smoked salvia once which i think is the closest thing to dmt that i've done and my thing is this have you ever told that story on this we're gonna tell it now obviously uh but but i wouldn't say very quickly that like I didn't break through to whatever that thing was. So I smoked and I just felt like high, but then I felt like there was like little fingers on my face. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't really see anything. And I was just like, Oh, I'm high. And I think it was because I was worried about everyone else. That's I can't do drugs with other people. Not for the first time because my mind way too preoccupied with how everyone else is doing or feeling. Uh, So you, you did it too, I believe, which you were, Mm -hmm. you were fine. I mean, you didn't do anything weird. I mean, what was your experience? Uh, so, well, okay. I like, I'll just set the stage a little bit. Please do. Um, I'm sorry. Because, uh, we, we got salvia was something that you could buy in a, in a store, like in a head. Oh, totally legal. Yeah. It was totally legal. And it was like a, uh, for, for like incense or something that was like covered under the Florida incense law. Um, and you could get salvia and, uh, had different strengths. I forget what strength we got. I think we went with like a mid range strength and like, we didn't have anything to smoke it out of at the time. Cause we were just some fucking kids. So it was me, you and our friend, Nick 
yeah. the time. And me and Nick uh, were getting ready for it. And we had to like make a makeshift bong, basically. Oh, yeah. So we went to a convenience store and just told the lady, hey, so we need a uh, tin foil and a pen. Do you have either of those things? And she was like, hmm, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Did she say that? I, I have, yeah, she said that. And she's like, I'm not going to sell it to you. So we had to go to two different stores and like buy like tw- tin foil at one, a pen in the other because we were like freaking out already. Uh, went to you and uh i I think nick was uh on deck first he smoked it and immediately just started sinking to the floor and screaming at the top of his lungs yeah can i tag in i need to tag in for this part of the story which is to say that my bright idea and it's not a bad idea i don't want to smoke in my mom's house so we said let's go outside to the porch Mm -hmm. where there's a beautiful pool it's right. a crisp, beautiful 72 degrees outside. Right. And we can just really enjoy whatever ride we're about to go on. Yeah. Nick is first. He takes a hit. And I swear to God, he's like. Yeah! He just freaks out. <laughs> exactly like that. I, By the way, if I was an actor, that's my Academy Award moment because I channeled and- Nick right there. <laughs> And I remember you handing it to me, like, as he's screaming on the ground, like, all right, here you go, buddy. And I was like, dude, you don't remember? No, I had to, like, kind of quiet him. And I don't mean punch him or anything, but I had to be like, Nick, no. And I had to, like, kind of cover his mouth because, like, we're outside and people are... I mean, he's screaming bloody murder. still, like, sunlight out and everything in the suburbs. Yeah, like, surrounded by houses and people and all that shit. And luckily, you had a fence, so that was something. Yeah but, yeah, but that particular part, for whatever reason, couldn't be six feet like the rest of it. I don't even remember yeah. my old house. It was like four yeah. and a half feet. So it was like anyone could have just looked over and I thought that was hilarious. But okay, uh, so he so he's freaking out and then I give it to you. And then, yeah, which, what, what is your experience? Oh, well, I was in the perfect headspace to try that at that point. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I smoked it and um, I remember Malcolm in the Middle was on because it's such a short trip, if you even want to call it that. Malcolm right. in the Middle was on. It was the bowling episode. Early oh, the, in the one of the best. Time. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I was just zoning out watching that and feeling really weird. And you came up behind me at some point and started like doing this around my head, like pulling like bars or shades down over my face. And I could feel the bars like going over my face. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I want this to be over. And then it was. Well, there you go. Uh, so it didn't take you to another profound place. I don't think, no. I don't think 18 year olds should be doing salvia. That's what I found out. Like yeah. just because we can doesn't mean we should. You know? <laughs> That's the thing about like being 18 in Florida uh, is there's not a whole lot else to do. Might it's as well, the wild uh, west too. It was like easy to get anything you wanted. And uh, yeah, man. And uh, bad, bad people. But, but so relating Probably this to this country, you know, well, relating this to DMT, if I can, which is like, because it's really fascinating me. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to do it because I don't know where to get drugs in LA. Yeah, let's be perfectly honest. But uh, <laughs> it's this thing that, that, that is interesting because when described, they're like, it's a psychedelic thing. And I'm like, oh, well, I've done LSD before and I've done mushrooms. Like, no problem. And they're like, oh, you've done that? That's cool. This is nothing like that. This is some next level shit. And every mm-hmm. experience I heard hasn't been ayahuasca. It's been... Um, They've just smoked it. And so they tell you like the recipes, you have to smoke three, no matter what, no matter what you have to smoke that third hit. And every description has been the same where it's like, I took one hit and then like, all right, a little swirly, things are swirly. 
that's kind of weird. It took a second hit, and now suddenly Matrix code is in my fucking hands. Like, I'm seeing the world in Matrix code, and things are more swirly, and it seems like something's about to rip, and then you have to take this third hit. And everyone describes, like, between the second and third hit being like, I'm going to die. This isn't okay. Like, they're losing their shit. And then there's always some, like, little angel who's just like, one more, man. Like, it's slow motion. (laughs) And so they do it. And every every description, I've listened to 30 different fucking descriptions of it. Like, there's this breakthrough. And holy shit. Like, tool covers. And, like, celestial beings. And, like, everything is perfect symmetry and geometry. And you have Mm -hmm. this total understanding of your place in the universe. And I'm just like... I don't know. Sounds pretty cool. I mean, I don't want to die. You know, that's that's like the the, the other end of the pendulum. Right. But why not me? Why not you? And also, I'm going to recommend it to my mom because I'm on a recommending to my mom kick. You know what I mean? And like, so just do a little TMT <laughs> to your mom. Come on. I see. The thing is, like, I this is something I'd be like really scared to even talk to my mom about generally. And I'm like, why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I just like, hey, I'm on my own journey. I'm not doing anything else. I don't like heroin. I don't like meth. I'm not a creepy guy. I'm not a drug addict. Like, I, I just want to, I'm trying to get to some place, Max. You're trying to expand your consciousness. Kind of, yeah. You're trying to reach a higher understanding. You know, That's all I want. I want, to, I want to be at ease. And what my therapist was saying, which is like, because we, we talked about the Ram Dass of it all. I got to the end of the book and it's like this beautiful book, but it's sad because he himself is like, I got to the end of my journey and I didn't learn anything. Like, I was looking for this profound truth. Yeah. And it's not about that. I think that like, it's like a mantra to meditate. It, it, it's mm. about taking some piece of it back with you. That is right. a shortcut to get back there. But you don't always live in that state. And you, you couldn't and you shouldn't for that matter. You know, it's right. really important that you don't. So I, that's, that's where I'm at emotionally. And I'm trying to get my mom stoned. That's all I'm saying. Well, man, let, let me know how that works out. You know, like, give me the. <laughs> Keep, keep, keep us updated my mom my poor mom is gonna see like fucking like kaleidoscopes of walter white and shit like that like, that's gonna turn her <laughs> maybe she'll like finally figure out walter white's not such a good guy like she'll have she, du- she doubles down on the walter white trade down. yeah right yeah. She turns into walter white if Walter White would have made this DMT, it'd be a much better trip. So she's now actually still even a bigger fan of him at the end. Right. She starts making DMT. <laughs> she's so- <laughs> Everything in her house is purple. She's making DMT all the time. I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was going to get shitty about like, Jesse made this DMT, obviously. <laughs> Fucking heroin addict. Screw up. And I'm like, mom, he's Aww. a good guy. <laughs> El Camino, come on. Stop doing DMT, Mom. Fuck. <laughs> it's taking over your life. <laughs> it's turned you into a crueler, colder person. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for science, I, I love the relationship I have with my mom, but I'm, I'm almost willing to ruin that to see if she becomes like a Puerto Rican female Walter White because that would be worth it. You know, we've pitched this idea with like my mom becoming like a Walter White because she's a school teacher and nobody would ex- like expect that she but also your mom is the nicest human being like that's the other part of it is like my mom is like swung a purse at me in public you know what i mean like people would expect her to go bad <laughs> oh no i mean your mom has been like maybe maybe to you but like your mom's been super nice to me yeah but she doesn't own you <laughs> she's she's gotta she's gotta throw you back at the end of the day you know what i'm saying like me i'm just that fish that she's kept around for years she's fucking with me i swear why are you a fish in this scenario? Are we back know. to the ocean? Yeah, I'm, I'm that whale. I'm looking for Bruce. I'm trying to give him like <laughs> reinforcement. Do oh. it, Bruce! Be the first! Christian the whale. 
Would you watch that movie? Me as a whale? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Just gotta let you know. So it's a bad idea. Found on this podcast that I wouldn't watch.